This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. A blessed day to all our faithful listeners of Radio K Pulpit. I'm your host, Susan Moss, in I Can, as we embark on a captivating journey through the tapestry of faith and practical Christianity. Through enlightening discussions and real-life stories, we'll navigate the complexities of belief, personal growth, and impactful community action, uncover the power of faith on I Can as we bring to you from the Word to your heart. Our topic today is be careful of your walk. Our scripture reading is in Ephesians 5 verse 15 to 21 and I'm not going to read the whole chapter. You're so welcome family to read it at home but I'm going to emphasize it in my talk with you today. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All those who practice it will have a good understanding. And that's what the psalmist is saying in Psalm 111 verse 10. Our scripture reading is from Ephesians 5 verse 15 to 21. We often hear a lot about wisdom. We hear about conventional wisdom. That's the generally accepted beliefs or opinions about something. Or worldly wisdom, what people think is wise according to the world's standards and viewpoint. And of course, in church and in the Bible, we hear about God's wisdom or godly wisdom. And that's the important wisdom. That's what Paul is talking about here in our text in Ephesians 5, verse 15 to 21. Walking in godly wisdom or walking wisely. So we need to be careful of our daily walk in life. As Paul wrote to the Ephesians, he dealt in the first half of the letter with God's great eternal purpose to bring all things together under one head, which is Jesus Christ. That involves redeeming a people for himself from from among both Jews and Gentiles and bringing them together in unity in one new humanity, the body of Christ, which is the church. Only God can do that. And Paul declares that in Jesus Christ, that's exactly what God is doing. In chapter 2, verse 10, Paul states, that these people God has saved by His grace, who once walked in the dark ways of the world, should now walk in good works, the way that God has prepared for them. In the second half of the letter, Paul builds on his idea of walking a certain way because of what God has done for us. Now, Paul says we must learn how to walk. He also says, We are to walk worthy of our calling. That's in chapter 4, verse 1, that we should no longer walk as the pagans walk. In verse 17, that we should walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us. In chapter 5, verse 2, he says, and that we who formerly walked in darkness would now walk as children of the light. In chapter 5, verse 8, he says, then pulling all this together, he says in chapter 5, verse 15 to 16, look carefully then how you walk, 
not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of time because the days are evil. Now, it's very interesting the way Paul phrases all this. We are to look carefully to watch out how we walk. Twice Paul calls on his readers to be wise rather than foolish. In chapter 5, verse 15, he says, Walk not as unwise, but as wise. And in chapter 5, verse 17, he says, Do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And in the midst of this exhortation about walking wisely, Paul gives us in chapter 5, verse 16, a key aspect of what that involves, making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Now, Paul says we must redeem the time. The language of Paul uses here is the language of the marketplace. The word he uses literally means buying up the time. It's the picture of cornering the market on an opportunity. It's also the language of redemption. It could just as easily be translated as the King James Version does, redeeming the time because the days are evil. When you redeem something in the sense that the New Testament uses the word, you're talking about buying something to rescue it. The picture is that of buying the opportunity out of bondage to this evil age so that it can be used properly. The word Paul uses here for time is interesting as well. The Greek language has at least two words for time. One is chronos. The basis for our words like chronology and chronological. You might say chronos, that is clock time, tick-tock time. The other word is kairos and has to do with seasonal time. It's about opportunity and that's the word Paul uses here. You see, Paul is looking at things from the eternal perspective, understanding that this present age is evil. It's passing away and its time is limited. But until God brings the coming new and good age in its fullness, the age of resurrection and glory when he brings everything together in perfect unity under Christ and makes all things new in him, we must live in this present age. And because we are redeemed in Christ and really belong to that eternal age, we must make the most of every opportunity we have here now to walk as he intends for us to walk and to be who he intends us to be and to do what he intends us to do. Now, we must understand God, the Lord's will in our life, but sometimes there appear to be multiple opportunities and those opportunities seem to confuse us like nine footballs rolling around on the field. How do we know which one is really the game ball, the real opportunity we need to make the most of for God's kingdom? Again, Paul stresses wisdom, but not human wisdom. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. That's in chapter 5, verse 17. It's so simple, right? Sort of like the 
proverbial final exam with one question. Explain the universe and give three examples. But that's the second aspect of walking wisely. How can we understand what God's will is and thus know which opportunity or opportunities we need to focus on and makes, makes the most of? In Romans 12 verse 2, Paul addresses the issue from a little different angle. There he calls on believers not to be conformed to this world by allowing this present age to squeeze us into a mold, but rather to be transformed by the renewing of our minds, with the result being that we test and prove what God's will is, what is good and acceptable and perfect. In Proverbs 3, verse 5 to 6, it says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. That's good advice for understanding the Lord's will. But we need to be filled with the Spirit as well. There's a third aspect of walking wisely that Paul's Paul gives us in this text, and do not get drunk with wine, but that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit in chapter 5, verse 18. Notice the contrast he's, contrast he's drawing here, just as he's done before. When someone is drunk on alcohol or high on some other kind of drugs, they lose control of themselves under its influence. It causes them to lose inhibitions so that they do things they might not do when they're sober. Paul says that instead, followers of Jesus must live under the Spirit's influence. When we yield ourselves completely to God's Spirit, we live in a way that's consistent with who He's calling us to be and what He's calling us to do. And that will produce some things in our lives. For one thing, it will produce a worshipful heart in us. We'll want to join with other believers in worship to God, addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with our hearts in chapter 5, verse 19. Paul also said that we need to be filled with the Spirit so that we can produce a grateful heart in believers. We live in an ungrateful world, and unfortunately, believers often fall into that spirit of ingratitude. But when we are filled with the Spirit, the Spirit makes us aware of how, though we have not deserved His grace, God has blessed us beyond measure. When we realize that God has lavished us far more than we deserve, a genuine gratitude grows in our hearts. Even in the most difficult circumstances, we learn to give thanks always and for everything to God, the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. In chapter 5, verse 20, like the dear lady in our church, sometimes year after she had it, give thanks to God for her heart attack because it had been the occasion for her to draw, draw closer to Lord. This lady in our church had such an awesome testimony about um, the walk and the wise walk 
with the Lord of what she did because of her heart attack. And after heart attack, how she draw closer to God and draw wisdom from the word of the Lord. And then there's one other thing Paul mentions here. When we're living under the Spirit's influence, we'll have a right attitude toward other believers and we'll live in a proper relationship with them, submitting to one another out of reference in chapter 5, verse 21. In conclusion, the psalmist was right. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and that's what Paul calls us to here, to be careful to walk wisely. To walk wisely means to make the most of the opportunities God gives us to understand what the Lord's will is and to be filled with the Spirit. Being filled with the Spirit results in worship, genuine gratitude to God and a right attitude toward in a proper relationship with other believers. So, are we walking wisely? So, Family, be careful of your walk with the Lord. God bless you. If I can, you can, and together we can make a difference. My name is Susan Moss, and you can find me. Contact me on 061-922-4560. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.